Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. And you're welcome back to Tip Today. Fran, for speeding, uh, some of it should be gradual. Uh, Somebody driving at 55 in a 50k speed zone is much different to somebody doing 70 or 80 in the same zone. Uh, Both being fined, the same is not right. I would go along with you uh, where that is concerned, Paul, and I'm not sure why that is uh, the case, but uh, there you are. When I was very young, France is another listener in London, we had Trade Nightclub uh, open from 2am in the morning until 3pm in the afternoon. So why in God's name shut it at 6am? Keep it open until 3pm, says Austin. I never went in, by the way, as it was mainly trans music. Okay. Uh, thanks for that, Austin. Um, I wouldn't be a great one for the nightclubs, even back in the day, to be honest. Um, somebody else saying, uh, late night clubs, oh my God, it's bad enough having to drive and collect them at half past two or three um, without extending the closing time. Um, by that time, they may not have the cop on to ring home for a lift while parents are awake half the night. Well, you'd be awake the full night, Mary, in this case, I'm afraid, uh, until six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I used to have to go and do the collections at two o'clock as well, yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like doing it at six. Anyway, 083 311 It's time for our weekly health slot now with the CEO of Marito 8020, and that's Muriel Cuddy. Muriel, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. How are you today? I'm very well indeed. The notion of staying out till six o'clock in the morning, though, Muriel, I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure I can even cope with that. You know, Fran, I'm with uh, Mary there. I'm just thinking, God almighty, I get the phone call at half one or two o'clock as well. Yeah, can you imagine now? It'll be six o'clock maybe. Well, at next six, year. we're actually out of bed, like, and then heading into the next day, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. So that so, would be handier, I suppose. It might be handier, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. No. You're going to talk to us about managing and preventing injury uh, today, Muriel. Is this something you come across, you know, people injuring themselves unnecessarily? Um, you know, Fran, this, I suppose, it, it's all um, part of the, the same circle of everything I talk about. Um, if you go up to any of the sports injury clinics, say the, the big ones in Dublin, etc., they are just mobbed, literally, out the door with people that are injured on every single level, and that's every single age group. So it's not just the younger ages of the 15, 16, um, heading up now into the early 20s. Yes. Uh, it's older people as well. And like I suppose there's a couple of things that came to mind on this for me. You can look fit but you can be metabolically sick, right? So it's like you don't confuse physical fitness because you look okay with metabolic health. What's under the hood? So if you're not eating properly and looking after yourself, um, so many people are presenting, say, with non-alcoholic fatty liver, um, Mm. type 2, pre-type 2, diabetics, um, all the different sides to health. So what's causing inflammation in the body? And we have... Say of all the teams and the teams that I'm involved with and teams that just as you'd know locally and you're listening to people and, and, and people that are coming through the clinic here, there's so many people injured like that are of the 18 to 25. One team in particular I can think of five guys that are injured uh, between the ages of 18 and 28 and another team, senior again, I think it's soccer, um, there's at least four or five guys injured, um, hips, knees, like long-term injuries, not even injuries that are just, you know, that you're back again after a week or you're getting a knock. And what are you putting that down to, Muriel? Well, for me, I suppose, something has changed that's making the majority of the population either sick or the inflammation in the body that's making us get injured an awful lot easier. We've invented all these drugs and procedures that we can deal with these. So like all these sports clinics that 
lads are making like millions out of on the back of it on the other side. We're poisoning our bodies and we're not doing anything to fix it on, on, on the back end. And I suppose unless we actually start doing that, Fran, and stop doing the poisoning side, and that's even because I've had um, numerous people in this week, say, on the gut-related issues, which has affected the liver in in return. So say if you're taking things like what we would call called poison on the other side that affects the liver, like anti-inflammatory, steroids, nexiums, you know, things like this, that they're, they're helping one problem, but they're actually exacerbating or shutting down the system in some form. And we're taking um, but, much more of them, aren't we? Well, it's so easy, isn't it? Like, I, I, I say it all the time. You come into me and you're not going to get your little bag with your pill or your prescription going out the door yeah. or some form of tablet because we don't agree with that. But people aren't happy unless they have some form of something that they can take. Mm. If it was even a placebo effect that I was handing somebody a Tic Tac, I think the Tic Tac would actually work as well as some of the tablets that people are taking, because we feel we need them. We feel we have to have them. And I think that's the issue. It's even with the younger generation. Say like even 10, 11, 12-year-olds, pain in my head, you know, can I take a spoon of Nurofen? Is there Calpol? You know, this kind of thing, that we've gone down the road of, if we actually take some form of medicine, it's going to make us better. Even well, that, if it's that's interesting, care. Muriel. You're saying to me that even children are fully aware of medication now to the point yes. of being able to name it. And, and take it for themselves. What am I supposed to take, like 10 mils or 15 mils? Or, and they can tell me, you know, I've, I've, I've had whatever when they come in with parents and that, you know, well, you know, she, their mother might say, you know, I've given them something. Yes, I had 10 mils of Calpol or I had whatever it is, you know. And yeah, and did we know that back in our day? I don't think I was ever I, given a tablet. I, I remember if I complained I, to my grandfather about having a headache, he'd say, you can't have a headache until you're 16. Yes. That's right. And we got on with it, like... I remember that, yeah. Or drink, go go and get this a glass of water or, yeah, something along those lines. But cod liver oil or whatever, the the rottenest medicine that was spooned into us. And we definitely didn't want it. But, yeah, so I just think it's the poison that we're feeding feeding our body. That's definitely not helping. But, yeah, we need to do something about it and we need to pull back a little. Now, there's a couple of things that we're doing that I I wanted to talk about Mm. that have great, great results. Mm. Um, PRP injections, if you remember when I was talking about Ireland's Fitness Family last year or the year before, yes, um, and I ruptured my hamstring and I had to go and get the PRP injection for it. Well, we're finding, now this for me, I suppose, is what can we do to reduce inflammation? What can we do to help the healing process on anyone that's injured? Now, what I'm talking about here it actually helps people that are playing sport. But we've also had people through this week that had, say, uh, one girl in particular couldn't put a shoe on because her foot was so swollen and inflamed. Somebody else had serious knee pain, mm. um, tendinitis, you know, things like that. Mm. So it's it's literally what it is. It's, it's, it's like, um, what should you say, um, an injection of your own blood. So it's a concentration of your own platelets. PRP is platelet-rich plasma. So it's the gold of your own blood that you use to accelerate whatever is injured. So instead of taking tablets and that, if you can accelerate the healing of like an injured tendon or ligament or muscle or joint or whatever it is, by putting your own blood back in, your your, your body isn't going to reject it because it's your own blood. So you're actually running your... You take it out in the tube. So you literally take out a little of your own blood you run it through a centrifuge, which is a machine, and you get the concentrated platelets, which we call the gold, and you put that directly back in then into the injured or diseased body tissue. And that releases growth factors that stimulate and increase um, the cells that helps your body repair and inflammation. It, it, it's just, it's amazing. And to actually see it working, Fran, is, mm. is, 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 and I think this is the way. Now, a lot of the sports injury clinics... Um, and a lot of guys that are in the know now are actually starting to realise that these are the areas that we need to concentrate on. Right. And, and does that work very quickly? 
Very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Literally, you can feel the difference, you know, within one or two sessions. Yeah. So you'd wait, you might do a session this week and you might wait three weeks before you do the next one. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you can see the difference. And you know, it's even used for things around like um, hair loss, uh, receding hairline, uh, like so many different things. Yeah, to, to improve the look oh. skin. All of that kind and of it thing, rejuvenates yeah. in some way, is that it? Rejuvenates, that's literally, because your body won't react to it and it is your own blood, so it's stimulating from within. But that's what it's actually doing, you know, and it's improving function, it's reducing pain. They're all the things that we're finding and that reduces the need then for the anti-inflammatories or the stronger medications or the steroids or whatever it is because, yeah, it's coming from within. So these are areas that I think we really need to start concentrating on and find out, you know, what mm. can we do instead. So like, you know, cryotherapy, that's another one. What is that though? So cryotherapy is literally like the ice, the eye in the rice component. Mm. So if anybody knows ice, like, you know, rest ice, compression, elevation, if you're injured or whatever. Mm. So cryotherapy is very like that. It's you're, you're, you're increasing blood flow to injured muscles or sore muscles or giants or whatever. Mm. And the extreme cold, when it's applied to the area, that stimulates the, oxygen, the oxygenated blood flow and that reduces the tension inflammation as well. Okay, and the minute you reduce the tension inflammation, then you get stronger muscles and giants. The muscle relaxes, you see. So the tension is gone. So when the muscle relaxes, it allows the muscle to heal, if that makes sense. Ah. And, you know, it's when, you, when you're playing sport or even when you're, say if you're even gardening, and if you're stressing that you're not getting enough done or like any kind of emotional mm. stress, that increases inflammation and that increases inflammatory disorders. So if you're prone to getting injuries or you're prone to aches and pains, we have to reduce the inflammation. So if it's not happening through your diet and your lifestyle and you're not able to get that right, or maybe that's okay and that's fine, but the information is still there through stress. These are things that you should be looking at. And can can that treatment be very localised? Oh, yeah. Well, cryotherapy pen. So you can do the baths and all of that kind of thing and you see the lads jumping into them and they're on telly and I think mm, you've seen mm. it at every level in Ireland there's family and all mm. these pieces. Oh my God, that's the reason I've done that. Yeah, it mm. <laughs> works, but it is so cold, Fran. You'll oh, have to do God. it at some stage. Because, uh, no um, thanks, Muriel. You actually feel like you're going to die when you get into, <laughs> into the bath. Um, I can't imagine, yeah. I can't but the pen, or the localised one, they're much easier um, and they're the ones that we use and they're the ones we like. So say if it was like a hamstring injury or your elbow or neck pain or... You know, um, we've been treating, and this is funny, um, people who listen to this and say, God, oh God, you know, mm. your liver, the pain for your liver, so if your liver is clogged and it needs to detox or you need to actually pull back from different areas, be it your food, alcohol, stress or whatever it is, the pain from your liver can come out under your shoulder, the top of your back, or it can come out just at your ribcage or just underneath your lower back. But the top of your back is one of the areas that people are presenting with. For, for your pain. liver? Your liver, the pain from oh. your liver can actually come out through your back, yeah. If, it, if it's under chronic, under savage pressure that it needs to, it needs to um, uh, right. shockify or we need to actually bring it back to the health that it needs to be in. So you can use things like cryotherapy to reduce the pain and inflammation, to mm. stop it being a sore. And then you do you work on the other side because your gut is related to your liver, is related to your brain, is related to the pain. They all go together. So mm. it's all a bigger picture. So if people aren't feeling well, it's really important to try and work your way back to like, why am I not feeling well and when did it start? Like, I would have had a person yesterday that um, had a thyroid issue. And when we worked it all the way back, it actually went back to when intolerance issues had started with them about 10 years ago. Mm. So it was mm. all related. The system was breaking down, if that makes sense. So instead of putting things in, so he was on three or four different tablets for different things and he was offered two other tablets in the last week or whatever. And at this stage he said, no, I have to stop. In fact, his wife said, no, you have to stop and see, can we actually slow this down and see where it's coming from? 
So that's what we're working at, at the, working on at the minute. So that's why I'm talking about things like PRP and Fran and cryotherapy and health yes. and anything we can do. To, and and yeah. somebody wondering, Muriel, if um, cryotherapy can help where arthritis is concerned yeah. and yeah. arthritic situ- situations. What what about that? Absolutely. Once it reduces inflammation, brings blood flow to the to the area, it'll help. Right. You need to do a few sessions. I actually have a lady coming in at one o'clock today. And her knees are in an awful state. She's had one knee replacement and she's waiting about four years for the other knee replacement. Um, and of course, while she's waiting, the knee that she's had replaced is under pressure because the other knee is, is in a state or whatever. But we'll do cryo on her, um, on her knees to reduce and just help that it'll actually reduce the pain for the next whatever week or 10 days or two weeks so that she can actually just get up, go around. She can't do steps, she can't do anything like that. But the cryotherapy will just give her movement again and right. reduce the pain so she can sleep again. So yeah, and it, it, it's ice, so it's so natural. It's not going to affect, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's absolutely cool. Very good. So so it lasts for a period of time then? It lasts for a period, yeah. It, uh, but over time, the inflammation will subside that in certain cases, now in some in- instances, it's not a miracle like, you know, uh, anything isn't a miracle. But in a lot of instances, when once we do three or four sessions, the person is fine, absolutely okay, the inflammation's gone completely mm. and they don't need to come back again. You know, so there's quicker recovery times that they're actually back to where they need to be. The circulation is back to where it needs to be. Um, you know, even resistance to fatigue, things like that, helps all of those kinds of things. So, yeah, in some instances, it's full recovery. In others, like arthritis, the arthritis isn't going to go away. So the inflammation and pain are always going to be there. Mm. But if it's made more manageable and bearable, that's what it's about. All right, it's very, very interesting. And that, that uh, first therapy that you were talking about where PRP. you use your own blood, what is that called yes. again? It's called PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Okay, very very yeah. good idea. And they're, in, they're injections, um, friends. So for anyone that's wondering about the difference, these are injections and you're putting your own blood back into your into your body, into your tissue, whatever is whatever's, um, injured. Um, with cryotherapy, it's not. It's literally um, ice, like dry ice, and it's sprayed on the area like a localised area or whatever. So that's non-invasive, whereas the other one is a little bit more invasive. All right, very good. And again, if people want to talk to you about this and find out a bit more, Muriel, how yes. can they do that? Can I just say two things, right? Two, yeah. two, two, two just little tips for people yeah. if they want to. Um, a hot bath. Do you remember the Epsom salts years ago? Yes. And we were told to put Epsom salts, draw toxins and all the different bits and pieces. Well, if you can do a hot bath with a handful of Epsom salts, half a cup of baking soda and I think a couple of drops of lavender oil. Yes. And you can stay in it for 15, 20 minutes or whatever. That reduces inflammation and soreness, soreness and pain. Mm-hmm. It does draw out the toxins we used to talk about before and it also lowers stress. So the old-fashioned Epsom salts and get into the bath, that definitely helps. And the other thing that helps as well, so if you're not a fan of baths and you like showers, mm. you know the eucalyptus oil or eucalyptus, like eucalyptus plant, if you could get like a small eucalyptus, mm. eucalyptus mm. plant. Hot water can help diffuse the eucalyptus plant into the air. Okay, and that again helps. It helps open up the lungs. It helps fight infection. Um, helps calm you down. Helps with pain. So many different things. So just those two things are very simple. If anybody's at home and they want to try and Lovely. reduce, sounds yeah. very interesting indeed. Again, yeah. if people want to make contact with you, Muriel. Yes, uh, it's zero eight three zero nine five nine one three eight. All right. Just before I let you go, can I just bring you into the conversation that we've been having throughout the morning, which is about you know extended opening hours and all of that, and therefore possibly um, drinking more. Alcohol. Um, now, you and I both, let, let's hold our hands up here. We enjoy a glass of wine, Muriel, so we're, we're not prudish about this. But what are your thoughts about, you know, I mean, drinking to such an excess of, you know, raw spirits and stuff like that? What, what about what, what that is doing to us? 
Do you know what, Fran? Um, as good simple as even as you say it, it frightens the living daylights out of me for the younger generation. I think for our age, there's only certain that we can drink. So, like, yeah. I know my limit and yeah. I'm going to stop whether I'm out at 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock or it doesn't really matter to me. It might, But, like, the younger generation don't know when to stop and they're not able and they're mixing it with so many other stimulants and they're falling out of nightclubs or they're kicked out at half one or two o'clock and like Mary said there earlier on about collecting them we're actually so pleased as parents to go and collect them when you get the call because you know they're okay and they're in the car and you have them home yeah Yeah, and you can go to sleep they're not going to be kicked out of nightclubs anymore now I know it's it's more like uh, the cities or whatever but the cities like the Corks and the Dublins are where the college students are and these, this is the, um, it's not going to affect the 25 plus that have a bit of cop on and people that are working in that. And, you know, the same thing, they'll know when to stop. And you might have an odd night that, that you'll get really drunk or whatever. But the college students and the ones that don't have the cop on, so many of them are after ODing from different things. And this will happen more and more, I think, for this age group. So I don't know how they're going to monitor it, but I definitely think nightclubs and um, people that put them out in the street or whatever, I don't know if they'll feel responsible for them or not. But somebody's going to have to be responsible um, because you're going to see an awful lot more of it. I think we're going to hear an awful lot more about young people. um, And I don't mean deaths, but along that line, because it frightens me to that extent. And if they drink very heavily for a period of time when they're 19, 20, 21 or whatever, is there a long-term effect in your experience, Muriel, of that? You know, most most, um, get over it. Um, and even, you know, whatever you do to your liver, your liver is really good at bringing itself back to where it needs to be. So there isn't a long-term effect when it comes to that. It does affect brain cells. Um, and the girls laugh at me here because I've constantly listened to podcasts and all the different bits and pieces on how different things affect us. And alcohol is one of the things that we actually know it does kill brain cells and reduce the capacity for you to think, concentrate and all of those those kinds of things. And for them to come back, the research is still ongoing that people just don't know how alcohol actually affects their brain. And they even say, even for our generation, Fran, um, they're talking about you drink a night or you can have seven or eight drinks mm-hmm. and you're safe to have it. Mm-hmm. Drinking every day doesn't work and binge drinking at the weekend doesn't work. You have to have the two or three or four days off in between or it will affect your brain cells. Um, you, you know, that they do die off and they don't come back and that does affect their long-term memory and concentration and whatever. So for the younger generation, there's so many things in front of them, so many exciting things, but so many things that are pulling them in the wrong direction. Yeah. And they're going out now at 10 o'clock, half drunk, because it's so expensive to drink and it's expensive to get into a nightclub. So I don't know, will they just go out at 12 o'clock, more drunk, and go into these places then and get more drink? I don't know, but it frightens me. It, it, it certainly is scary. Muriel, you look after yourself. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Good, good morning to you. That's uh, Muriel Cuddy there, who's CEO of Marito uh, 8020, speaking to us about various different uh, new therapies as well as everything else.